Hey, this is Devin Tracy, and you're listening to The Open Canvas. This is The Open Canvas. I'm Taj Alexander. I'm here with a very special guest. I actually was introduced to this gentleman and his music actually at the Knockdown Center. This may have been like a year or so ago, and you were performing. I don't even remember that. Do you remember that? The Knockdown Center? It's like in... In... Queens. Queens, Brooklyn. It's near AP. It's like yeah, 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 yeah. So I remember you performed there and you just killed it. Yeah, you killed it. And and the, the thing was, it's like that's a big like venue. It's like a warehouse space. It's huge. And you just like filled the room with your music and people were just like speechless after your performance because it was that good. Wow. And, you know, you really made a statement, man. So like, and then to also see you performing recently at the Stella Live event, it's just like, it brought everything full circle for me. Um, and just following your work since then, it's just been great to sort of see you develop as an artist, but even just more so as a person. Every time that I've interacted with you, saw mm-hmm. you at a party or anything like we were just talking about, right. it's just nothing but good energy, man. And, right. and I really appreciate that about you. And it, and it says a lot about, you know, you as an artist and as a person. Um, just because, you know, I think a lot of times when, when people aren't really talented at what they do, you know, sometimes they miss out on the, the point of just being nice. Right, no, it's true. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I don't need to be nice anymore because I'm, I'm the shit. But, uh, like, you know, <laughs> like you, you are definitely a person who's, like, you know, great at what they do, but also a quality human being. So, oh, I appreciate that. without any further ado, please introduce yourself. All right, well, <laughs> that was a lot of time. Like, let's do that. All right. Well, I'm Devin Tracy. I'm from Jacksonville, Florida. I've hey. been in New York. Right. Duval. <laughs> I've been in New York for about um, six years. June 11th was six years. Um, I, I moved up here with only $2,000 to my name. Um, I stayed with a good friend of mine named Anais Ada. Um, and she's also a professional singer-songwriter herself. Um, I was a fan of her music when I was in Florida years ago, and then she randomly was like, I love your spirit, I love your energy. Um, you should come visit New York. Because yeah. I said I wanted to move, and she was like, visit. And I said, I've visited before, but I want to live there this time. Mm-hmm. So I, I took a risk, I left everything behind, and she allowed. She told me I could stay with her in her apartment for two weeks. Turned into three weeks, found a job my second week. The third week, I found a place. And I found a place in the Bronx and it was a two bedroom apartment and I found a room. Didn't know anything about finding rooms yeah, yeah, yeah. in New York. Especially here. Right. Yeah. I thought of, I was like, oh my God, I'm in New York. I can find a, <laughs> a room. But I was like, wow, a room. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but it was yeah, yeah. cool. It was very chill. Mm. Rent was cheap. Lord. That's what's up. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, the journey was a journey. Mm. It was, it was crazy. I, I worked at so many different places. I did so many different things. I performed all over New York. Um, again, it, it was a process. It was a learning process. Um, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what I was getting myself into, mm-hmm. but each and every day uh, I was in New York, I built a relationship with people that I didn't even know or people yeah. that I, I wanted to build with through music. Mm-hmm. and the six years I've been here it's been progressing tremendously but in a good way and everybody is like behind me full force like Mm. which is crazy I never thought that it would get to that point it was just crazy (laughs) and I think about it it's just I'm over here like wow it's crazy because I don't usually I don't usually talk about Mm. like where I've been through or what I've done or who I met I don't usually it's not that I don't feel comfortable talking about it, it's just that I don't usually talk about those things. I'm always focused on the music or I'm always focused on trying to build a relationship. I'm always focused on what's the next move. Yeah. Because again, when you're not the person who's lived in New York, it's a different energy, it's a different atmosphere. You're just like, you are you understand the grind. Right. They always say, if you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. Right. So 
ever since I moved here, I've just been grind mode. I've just been constantly learning. I've been like, I want to build in my craft. I want to be able to like build more fans, build more friends, have a, a larger support. So if I do, if something were to happen or if I'm like lost with something, I'll have a couple of these friends in this box that I'll be, that'll be able to be like, here, Devin, I have this for you. I have this opportunity for you. And I'm like, oh my God, yes. So it's almost like you're building like a, a miniature business without having a building. Right. Just building that business for yourself around you that that culture or how do you say that that uh support system support system you're right mm-hmm. so that's kind of what i was was doing the six years i've been here and it's, it's been working it's evident man yeah. i see it and it's like whether you're performing or you're just hanging out i just see nothing but people showing you love and genuine love because they they connect with your craft but they also just connect with you mm-hmm. you know and that means a lot and even just to hear you say like you know having a platform to not only just you know because as artists i think we're very focused on the 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 product and working in the process even the process of creating that sometimes documenting our lives or our stories as we're doing it is impossible you know because we're so focused on what we're doing and creating um so that the open campus is here for that you know for us to be able just to chill talk catch up and just talk about life you know i feel like that's really important as creatives and as human beings just to sort of connect on that level so that people can even just see you know all of us you know not just for what we do but for who we are that makes sense yeah. you know so so thank you for being on the open canvas man thank I you really for having appreciate me it. thank you for having me i'm over here like oh yeah <laughs> thank you for having me absolutely i mean we recently ran into each other at everyday people and it was dope because we were just saying like just seeing all the different types and groups of black experience within yeah. new york city in one place you know at the same time just vibing and you know connecting through music you know and it's just so great like how was it for you man you said it was your first one it was it was my first time going to the everyday people event i usually see it on instagram i'll see it online i'll see like videos of people having fun i'll be over there like oh my god i want to go but i never i was either always working right or i was like again grinding on my gift or my craft i wasn't really i was paying attention to it but i wasn't at the same time i was Mm. just like i'm gonna go but i'm gonna go when i'm able to go yeah yeah, or when i can afford to go (laughs) or when i when i have the day off Mm -hmm. you know so it was my first time there it was really cool it was really dope seeing just beautiful black people all over um I was like, it kind of reminded me a little bit of like Afropunk, gave me a bit of Mm Afropunk vibe, Mm -hmm. but it was more like an intimate Afropunk vibe because Mm -hmm. it wasn't as huge or as big, but it was big in its own way. Right. So when I got there, it was very chill and then it started to get packed like around five o'clock. Yeah. yeah, I was like, oh shit, (laughs) we're about to go. It's about to go down in here. But it was really cool. Like I I love the experience. Um, I had like six drinks. the experience yeah. was great just and everybody was very nice everybody was mm. really cool like even when i bumped into people i was like i'm so sorry they were like no you're good yeah. and just started dancing like yeah. it was, i was like what yeah you usually don't get that right everyone had a level of respect you know right everyone was like there to respect each other and just right. enjoy themselves you know? right and everybody was like into the same music everybody related to one another regardless of who they were or what they were doing mm. throughout their life everybody was relatable everybody was shaking hands giving each other hugs twerking on one another <laughs> what Whatever. I'm just like, oh my god, this is great. This is so beautiful. What is going on? I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. I was over there. I, I, I go to events like that at concerts. Mm. I go to events like that, like at the uh, open camp, not the open canvas event, the AP at the stellar, uh, the stellar aesthetics event. Yes, when I perform, yes, yes. you get things like that, mm-hmm. or the selection events when right. I go and perform at, for the selection events, or at like when I uh, open up for Sango. It was yeah. just like that, you yeah, know. Yeah. But with 
people of color mm-hmm. in one in in one building. There was two. Wasn't it like two? Like there was like the rooftop, like, and there was like the, the club downstairs. The inside level, yeah. The ins- did you you were in the inside level? How I was, was in both. Ins- yeah, you were in yeah. both. I, I didn't get a chance to go to the inside level. Yeah, I so, was like on the roof the whole time. Definitely. So yeah, this is at elsewhere in, in Bushwick. So for those who know, like the rooftop is where like the party really started, and then as the sun went down, everyone went inside, and inside was also a vibe, bro. Really? It was a vibe. Like you had wow. like you know they're playing the best Afrobeat. They're playing they're playing everything really but it's just good to see like again every sort of demographic of black experience you know sort of relating and just connecting with each other through the music you know and it's just beautiful to see like no one's there being pretentious no one's there just to like look at other people everyone was there to dance you know and that's like the best feeling because then you can just be free and enjoy yourself you know so on the inside it was just the same energy that was outside wow and how long did it go on because I know I remember I left I left kind of early too. You did, but yeah. it, did it go on until ten or did? It, did I think it... they kept partying. I think really? They kept partying. Yeah, I left at around ten, so maybe it might have ended after that. But I feel like they kept the partying going, you know, because wow. people were really like in a, in a vibe. So I don't think people they were. That. People didn't want to stop. <laughs> like the, both DJs were cool. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. it was funny. Um, I think I said this earlier. Like I, I met a couple of people who were fans of my music, and people like when I first walked in, there was and I don't think you seen there was like mm-hmm. lipstick all on my right I didn't, side. <laughs> I didn't see that. Because when I first walked in, this one girl, she was with one of her friends, and I walked over because I knew her best friend. And mm. then she was like, oh, my God, Devin Tracy. She was like, they post your shit all over all the time, and I love your music. And she was already drunk. Yeah, And yeah, she was yeah, like, yeah. yeah, I just left brunch, but I'm drunk as fuck. And I was like, come and give me a hug. She had big old titties. And I was like, come give me a hug. It drowned me. And that breast of hers. And I was like, all right. And she just kept kissing on my neck. And she was like, I'm such a big fan. Yeah. And the whole time I was there, everybody that I ran into was like, you have lipstick. Is Are you bleeding? There? No way that's lipstick. Is that yeah. a tattoo? Like, it was yeah. legit. Yeah, she yeah. kept kissing like... She yeah. gave me like 10 kisses like at once because she was that drunk. <laughs> yeah. And she just wouldn't stop. She was like, I just love you so much. And I was like, I love you too. And then I met these two guys. I don't even know who they are, mm-hmm. but they were saying that they follow me and that they've been following my career for some time mm-hmm. and how they were like, I love where you came from and what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I'm such a fan. They were like, they love the art that I create because yeah. I also do art. Yeah. I do graphic design. I'm doing this series called the General, the German General series. Yes. But I'm putting black faces on general bodies instead mm. of having the regular faces like white face or like yeah. celebrity faces. I'm putting people of color on the the heads mm. of these, uh, I guess these army or these generals, these oil paintings. Yeah. Just to create like a statement, wow. so wow. people can can see that we are warriors as well. Mm. We are kings in our and own right and leaders, right? Yeah. And I want people to see that, regardless mm. of what they do, who they are. I want people to feel good and to see that because especially in this day and age like Mm. people are like saying certain things about you know black men or just black women so i just want people to 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 see that Mm. regardless like of these huge things i know janelle monae is doing it i know a couple of other artists that are uh, presenting to the world about the culture and everything and i want to be a part of that i want Mm. people to see that i want people to know that you know it's okay to be who you are mm. your, the color of your skin is good you have it's like a constant reminder yeah to to people who are of color especially younger than us because mm. people forget sometimes or people are still insecure yeah. people are just like i don't know mm. i really don't know where i'm gonna be or i don't know if i'm gonna get accepted and blah blah mm-hmm. blah mm-hmm. 
And I just want them to know that it's going to be okay, like regardless of who you are, what you do. That's right. Just know that you are kings and queens, wow. and you are a general, and you are a leader. Whatever it is that you're doing, amazing. Yeah, so that's that's kind of why I've been doing that. But yeah, I, they were saying that they're very proud of the art, mm-hmm. and they were be- very proud of the the music that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. No, so yeah, it's real, man, and people are connecting with it, you know. Mm-hmm. And so you mentioned graphic design and visual arts. Like, what got you into that? Um, I used to do. Well, what got me into that was uh, <laughs> I'm gonna be honest, like. <laughs> It's expensive to have somebody do your own album artwork yeah. or to do covers Talk or to do flyers. It. Yeah. So I was like, man, let me go ahead and grab my phone <laughs> and just do this stuff my own mm. way and use a computer and do it my own way. Because it was just hard, like getting it and people, not everybody's reliable. Mm-hmm. So I was like, let me just do this on my own. Mm-hmm. Let me just try and figure it out on my own. That's kind of how I kind of created that, that world of being a graphic designer. And I learned by myself on how to do it or I researched online or on YouTube. I was yeah. like, okay, how do I do this? How do I use Photoshop? <laughs> okay, ask your friend what did he use for his graphics on his mm. website or on his Instagram or his Twitter. And I had musicians and I would email them or I'd send them text messages like, hey, what app did you use? They would tell me. Then I'll kind of like put them all in, together in a box and be like, okay, I'm going to grab this app and I'm going to do this app and I'm going to edit with this app and I'll put them together and create this whole big picture. Yeah. And that's kind of what I did. And that's kind of how I started with the whole graphic thing. And then yeah. it just... And then I, I was like, I can use this as like a, a movement or something. I can <laughs> change the world with this. Yeah, it's it's yeah, like you become powerful when you're able mm-hmm. to do those things because not everybody can do it. Mm-hmm. So you, you empower like, yourself. Yeah. So it just, it felt very powerful. I had this one thing that I used to do. I used to do the floral picks. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've seen those. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Yeah. The floral thing kind of started. And I think I told this one photographer this because he asked me, he was like, I've been following you for a while and I love the floral stuff. He asked me why I did that. So I did the floral thing because it was based off of like an insecurity because again being dark skin and being in the music world and not knowing who you are or what's going on or who's going to accept you because of the color of your skin so when I did the whole um the floral thing my first picture that I ever created was the uh the floral beard yes I had a huge beard and I didn't think I looked as, I guess, quote unquote, attractive because I was short, mm. I was nerdy, and I was dark skinned, I was slim. So mm. I was like, ah, oh, I'm gonna look beautiful. So I was <laughs> like, so that's when I started to do the flower thing, mm. and then it just went viral out of nowhere. Like yeah. everybody was reposting it, everybody was posting it all over Tumblr. Mm. And every time I walked the streets in New York, this is about like two or three years ago, I walked the streets in New York, and people would like legit stop me and be like, I want a picture, or oh my god, like, I love your work. Yeah. Like, what do you do? And besides my music, people noticed my art around this time. Like, mm-hmm. my art was huge. Mm-hmm. Like, my music was there, but it wasn't there like it is now. Right. But the flower thing I created because uh, it was just based off of an insecurity. And I was like, huh, I want people to notice me. Mm-hmm. I was like, I want people to know who I am. Not knowing that it's always been there because it brought out, they were like, I love your features. Or I love what, what you look like or you have a, a specific look that nobody else has. Mm-hmm. And it, it made it, it made people aware. It made people be like, wow, let me start paying attention. Yeah. And then that's when people are like, all right, I'm looking. Mm-hmm. And then that's when people actually started looking at dark skin guys. They'd be like, all right, dark skin is it? You know, <laughs> so I'm like, of course, duh, we've always been there. <laughs> but you know, um, 
I, I only did that based off of like an insecurity, mm. but then it kind of went into something real heavy and beautiful at the same time. It turned it into a strength. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was just like, oh, okay. Wasn't, but the thing was, I wasn't really expecting that attention. Right. I was expecting, I was just creating it because I was just insecure and I just posted it. And I was like, people aren't looking at me. Mm. So, yeah. and then that's when it happened. Yeah. Because I was so sad. And I was just like, oh, in my bed. And I was legit in my bed when I created that picture. Like, oh. <laughs> And then I wake up the next day. Right, I was like, what right, is right. this? All this feedback. Yeah. And it was crazy. You would see stuff like that on a movie. It mm. felt like I was on a fucking movie. Yeah. Like, it yeah. was crazy. And I was like, and I just kept going with it. And I created, I put the flowers on my favorite celebrities. Mm. Like I did Kelly Rowland, I did Alicia Keys, and Alicia Keys has the picture in her house. Wow. Kelly Rowland responded and was like, "Did you do this, Devin? This is great!" <laughs> like she legit commented on the picture. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. I did a couple of pictures for Solange, and she knows who I am, mm-hmm. but she ain't saying nothing. <laughs> but she gonna, I'm gonna say something to her when I get there. Hey. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I remember the hashtags. People would hashtag me and Solange because I would always say that that's my best friend because mm-hmm. her birthday is the day before mine. When is it? My birthday is. June 25th. Hers is hey, June 24th. That's what's up. That's what's so up. Yeah, hers yeah. is the day before mine. So mm-hmm. I'm like, we're related. <laughs> and you know, we all black people do. Right. We we, that's my cousin. You know? <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I'll say things like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and people would tag me and like her pictures or they'll put hashtag Devin and Solange, those type of things. So it was really cool. So that's it just went viral and it exploded and I wasn't really expecting that, which was really, really dope. It's amazing, man. And it's just good to see because I feel like, you know, seeing someone like yourself who's talented in more than one field, you know, it's like and you learned out of necessity. You know, you yeah. learn how to do graphic design out of a need and you're like, yeah. if no one else can help me with this, I'm going to learn myself. And I think that's sort of where creatives are nowadays, where like self-empowerment is key. Yeah. You know, if you have the tools, if you have access to the knowledge, learn, you right. know, take the time to watch a YouTube video and figure out how to do these things. Mm-hmm. Because I think there are a lot of ideas, there are a lot of create, creativity within us that's just waiting to be unlocked. Yeah. And like just hearing your story about even even like creating some of these these visuals, it just sounds like that talent has always been inside you. And then once you applied yourself and learned how to do it, you're able to unlock something that the world could appreciate. Yeah. You know? All right. Look at I say Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right though. You're right. You're right. And I just again, it goes back into what we were saying before. Um, allowing people to know that yeah, we're dark skin and we are kings. Mm. And people need to see that, you know. That's right. So, yeah, that's, that's right. why I did that. I was like, we're beautiful, regardless of what we put on our face. Mm. And it took me a while to realize that because I am dark skin and what I've been through being a dark skin young man. Mm. And so now that I'm in New York and people see like I'm dark skin, like even at the everyday people, like yeah, I kept yeah. getting compliments out of nowhere. <laughs> I was just like, oh, <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? They like, don't don't say that. <laughs> like I told this one girl, I was like, you're so beautiful. I love your skin. She was like, no, I love yours. She was like, you are gorgeous. So I was like, thank you. So it was just, that's why I said they were very nice. It was crazy. Definitely. And I think it's important that as as black people, we create more of these spaces where we feel comfortable to appreciate each other. Mm -hmm. You know, like like events like that and and spaces like that are sort of like promoting us to love ourselves. You know, I think that's really important for us to sort of remind ourselves that every day, because you can be the most accomplished 
artists, whatever. Mm-hmm. But like we, just like you said, it's like we all go through those inner struggles, specifically as uh, people of color. Yeah. You know, and, and learning how to love ourselves every day. Yeah. You know, when the world is telling us different every day, when the yeah. media is telling us different every day. Every day. You know, yeah. it's, it's a constant lesson of self love. You know, I think like you're just touching upon that, man. And it's dope, man. It's great to just talk about that with you because I feel like it's necessary. Yeah, definitely, man. It is. Yeah. Yeah. So. So, yeah, man, I feel like, you know, since I first saw you at the Knockdown Center, you know, opening up for Sango, you've done so many things since then. And you've sort of just been developing as a true, a true artist. Yeah. You know, I feel like you've just developed your craft and people are respecting it as such. Yeah. So, um, yeah, man, like tell us, like since then, like how has that journey been? Like sort of going from, oh, let's even go further back. Like when, when did you even start to sing? Like when, uh, <laughs> when got you into singing? Uh, oh, God. <laughs> I've been singing since I was a toddler, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have I started to pursue it when I was um, when I was like thirteen or fourteen. Okay. I started writing around that age too. Mm-hmm. And what in, what inspired me to write was uh, was Mariah Carey. Okay. I love Mariah Carey. I listen to her music, but I, I didn't really. Of course, growing up, you listen to Whitney Houston, Stevie Wonder. Of course. Then you have you know. Uh, Bobby Brown Then you have Luther Vandross Then you have all the old heads That you mm. grew up listening to Naturally It's in your It's embedded your, It's embedded yeah. Just like Mariah Carey Yeah uh, But there was a story That she she said She said she started writing When she was in her teens Like I think around like 13 or 14 And mm. I was 13 or 14 And when I heard that I was like Again it goes back Into me doing graphics I was like I don't want nobody Writing, for, writing my story For mm. me I, I want to write What I feel Yes So Ever since then, it's almost like been a journal for me. Like I have books and like composition books of songwriting that I practice or that I've done. So when I was like 13 or 14, I would write music and I will write off of like beats off of online. Yeah. I would listen to a lot of Jay Dilla beats. I would listen to a lot of Pete Rock and like um, who else? Flying Lotus. I would used to listen to all of those type of producers. Mm. Knowing good and well, I don't have a producer underneath my belt at the time. Yeah. And I would just sit there and just listen to that music mm. constantly. Again, I didn't even know who Jay Dilla was until mm. I got a little older. Wow. I, w- I didn't even realize I was listening to him. Like, again, embedded. I was uh, just yeah. listening to his beats. And then when they play his music, I'm like, oh, I love that. So it's like <laughs> familiar. Or when I hear a, a new song, yeah. which has a bit of his flavor or was inspired by Jay, L- Jay Dilla, I'll call it out and be like, oh, that was inspired by Jay Dilla. I'm like, yeah, how'd you know? <laughs> So it's it's, yeah. it's weird. It's funny, and I just sit mm. there and I'd be like, "Wow, okay." It's major. Yeah. So I I've been writing since then, mm. and then I started I started recording when I was like sixteen. Okay. I recorded one of my first songs and I held on to it, and then when I turned eighteen, I took it serious, serious. Mm. I was like, after I graduated, I was like, you made I, the decision. Yeah, I made the decision of wanting to have my music as a career. Mm. Um, and I was like, I wanted to go forward with it. My family looked at me and was like, you're weird for just trying to pursue that because you don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But I always told them that I wanted to inspire a nation. Mm-hmm. I pray that I wanted to inspire so many different people. I wanted to move a crowd. And I said that when I graduated. I was like, I want people to be moved by my music. I want them to feel what I feel. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's yeah, what I yeah, wanted yeah. to happen, wow. especially when I sing. I want people to feel that, that emotion. It's weird. It feels like like a, a wave of like emotions when mm. I, like I wanted people to feel that when every time I sing yeah, yeah even yeah. when just in that moment when you hear a song you could feel that wave of emotion like when Whitney Houston sings live you feel that wave of emotion I was just about sings. to say that yeah right you feel it's that different. you feel that power when, when when you hear Luther Vandross you feel that power when you hear Marvin Gaye you hear the power in what they're undeniable. doing undeniable right yeah 
even if they're having a bad day when they're singing, you, you feel still it. feel it. You'd be like, it's a bad day when they're killing it. So, like, I remember I had a so far, I had a so far sounds event. And again, I wasn't, I was happy. Like, I just, I just left work and I was legit at a so far event and I sung. Mm. Don't even know these girls. Yeah, yeah. And I sung and out of nowhere, like these uh these girls randomly walked over to me and was like they were in tears they were crying really hard they were just like you inspired me they were like you touched me like everything that you were singing i i was crying in the corner and i felt it like mm. and i was like weird it was funny and i had one of my friends there and he was like why you got girls over here crying <laughs> and then i did i did the the show at um for Selection Seven Year Show in January, yes. I did it at uh, Brooklyn Steel, yes. and I only had a 15 minute set. Mm. And just within those 15 minutes, people were walking up to me. I was like, "You touch me!" Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, yeah. just 15 minutes. Like yeah. it wasn't even a 30 minute set. It wasn't an hour set. It wasn't even a two hour set. It was 15 minutes. Wow. So people were running up to me after the whole thing and were just like. You were so good. I, I went to your next show. Almost cried, like yeah. stuff like that. Even at the Knockdown Center, like even outside when I walked outside after the show, <laughs> people were just run, running up to me, and even these two guys ran up to me randomly, and they were just like, "Can we get a picture?" They were like, <laughs> "We missed your set, and we were trying to rush here to come see you perform, but we missed that shit. Yeah. So we're going to take a picture of you to say that we saw it." <laughs> I was like. <laughs> I was like, okay, go hey, ahead. Go for it. <laughs> and they took a picture of me. I don't know where the picture is, but they took multiple pictures yeah. of me. And, yeah, yeah. It's, I, and it's crazy because everything that I prayed for, everything that I wanted, mm. is slowly coming to pass. So I'm just like, mm-hmm. I'm just like, okay, all right, let me yeah. just keep going. It's keep giving going. me the energy, giving me the power to just legit keep going. And wow. I, all I want to do is just touch people. But going back yeah. into the question. No, you're, you're on it. You're still answering. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> just going back into it. Just. <laughs> I went into a totally different No, it was the right direction. (laughs) Yeah. But no, it's just, I've been, I started when I was young, Mm -hmm. up until now, and I didn't, someone asked me the same thing. They were like, did you ever think that you'll be where you are right now? And I said, no. Mm -hmm. I don't, I didn't think I'll be where I'm at right now, you know? Mm -hmm. I thought it'll be either I would still be struggling or I would have been signed or something. Mm -hmm. But it's like, it's like either I'm on the cusp, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I'm just working towards it. And I just want to, again, just inspire people wherever it goes, whatever it does. I want people from all over the world to be like, yo, I want to do that. Or I I cried because of this. Yeah. Or I want that, you know? Definitely. So it's it's really dope. That's real, man. And, and even just hearing you speak about this, it's really powerful because I think for, for younger creatives to hear you say, like, you had an intention. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big thing. It's like intention with your art and your craft, or even just with anything you want to do. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like having the intention and then acting upon it, even if you don't know what the end result's gonna be or yeah. where you're gonna be in the world or in life, as long as you have that intention and know, like I, I have something like a passion within me that I want to sort of execute. Yeah. And then you just make conscious steps towards getting there. Mm-hmm. Like it just sounds like you know the universe blesses you for that yeah you know so it just sounds like man you sort of have positioned yourself to sort of be the type of person who's like you know what i know what direction i'm going mm-hmm. you know i know like you said i want to touch people i want to impact people's lives i want to move people through my music mm-hmm. and then you do it 
you know and it's like it's so dope to see that it sounds so easy but like really it's a simple equation yeah you know and you just have to follow through with it yeah you know and be consistent you know and go be through those ups and downs but as long as you're consistent things happen you know so it's really dope to hear that man and i'm really encouraged by hearing it for sure oh wow <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i'm i'm really like you know excited to see how you're going to continue to build what you're doing and even just to see more blessings come your way man i feel like this is still very much the beginning like i feel like you sort of have so much that you're going to accomplish yeah that you know you you're just sort of like it's gonna it's gonna blossom before all of us and it's just gonna be like yeah yeah you, yeah. S- you said this yeah <laughs> you said this and we're all gonna be like yes Devin said this and he did it <laughs> yeah I, I just worry that it does that it's crazy because before my father passed he mm. he said that he was very proud of me mm. i didn't get a chance to hear the words but i've had family members call me after because my father passed like two months ago mm. from colon cancer mm. and at the time, he could barely speak because he had so much thrush in his mouth. And, you know, when someone has colon cancer, like, he's going through so much. And he was struggling with stage four for two years. He was fighting. Yeah. Yeah. So when he passed, it was very traumatizing, I will admit. But when he passed, it, he it's like he was very proud of me. He admit that he was like, you know, at first he didn't like the fact that I, I moved to New York. Because he's not a fan. He's not a fan of New York because of the way it is and how fast it is. And... He's a military guy. My dad was in the Air Force. Mm -hmm. But uh, he was like, um, he told my family members, he was like, I'm very proud of Devin. Devin is doing so much right now. And he's getting further and further into what he he said he was going to do. And it made him very, very proud. It made him stop questioning me and what I should be doing. Mm -hmm. And he knows what, he already knows what I'm doing at the moment. Yes. He's like, he feels as, at first he was like, I feel like you should do this. You should do that. (laughs) I was like, but dad. I'm here in New York. I'm pursuing my dream. I'm doing it. Right. And then all of a sudden he started to see the results. He started to see like what people were doing, what people were saying. He was like, okay, let me calm down and let me go ahead and let my son do what he has to do. Mm. And when he, he passed, people were calling me up and saying like, you know, your father talked about you a lot. He was very proud of you. And the thing about it is that, yeah, my, me and my, my father, our relationship, we kind of started to get even closer to one another with him having the colon cancer because at first like we were close but we were like you know father and son especially when you're far away from each other you barely talk but you talk you be mm-hmm. like hey dad yeah this is my day yeah, da, da, yeah. yeah. okay dad i gotta get ready to go i don't want to miss my train all <laughs> yeah. right son call me when you can mm-hmm. a week later hey dad how you doing how you feeling hey i'm all right but then we had colon cancer it kind of made us even closer it made the family even closer it made us be like okay well you know my dad is he has this and yeah, it was it, it was a lot. I don't want to get into the story though. But he um he was very proud. Going back into what you were saying about how you know everything's coming to pass and saying like what Devin said, and he said the same thing. It just reminded me of that because you know when you have a family member, especially your father, or your mother passed, everything that someone does, and they said this to me, will remind you of what yeah. your father, or your mother used to say. Yeah. So when you said that, it just reminded me of my dad. So I was it's just like, powerful, okay, man, it's powerful. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. I was like, okay. Yeah. And they say I look just like him. I was like, all right. I look exactly like him. <laughs> nah, man. You're, you're, you're continuing the legacy. Yeah. You know, that's what you're doing. You know, and you're creating it all in the process. Yeah. You know, so it's dope, man. It's really dope. I'm, I'm so appreciative, you know, for even sharing that. You know, like, it, it means a lot just to even, like, hear you talk about those things. And, you know, for me, like, I really enjoy being just even in the room during these types of conversations. Yeah. Because... You know, I really benefit, you know, from from just hearing your story and your triumph, 
Mm. You know, it's like something that I feel that, you know, those who are listening to the podcast can also, you know, relate to. It's like, you know, I think we just sort of need to like really like cheer each other on, yeah. you know, and support each other. Yeah. You know, and that's sort of like the culture that I think is slowly being created here in New York and seeing yeah. people like you and others who like are really genuine people. You know, and just like have a real story to tell, you know, and, and I feel like, you know, through supporting each other, like we're able to all elevate, you know, and just seeing you elevate is just further confirmation of that, man. So, yeah. Yeah, man. So what else do you have planned coming up more, more, more recently? Like what's going on? What's happening in your life now? Um, <laughs> well, I'm getting ready for tour. Nice. With Selection. I'm hey. doing a, uh, a six day tour. The first stop, the first stop is um, Detroit. Nice. And it's gonna be October twenty fourth. Yep. Okay. Um, I need to check and see what the second stop is, but I know it's <laughs> October twenty sixth, and then the third stop is November first. That's gonna be in DC. Nice. I'm really excited about that one because it's closer to New York. Yeah. And a lot of my fans are here in New York as well, so they want to travel to New uh, to DC to come see me perform. Yes. I've been getting hand up about that. They're like, "Oh my God, when's your next show?" <laughs> so I'm like, "Um, it's gonna be in DC, November first, nice. and they're they're gonna be there." Um, but the tour, I'm really really excited about. Yeah. I think they have like. 18 plus performers on the mm-hmm, tour mm-hmm. uh, is going to be a really really dope tour Definitely, they, yeah. they've been talking about how dope it's going to be <laughs> no I'm just serious it's going to yeah. is I've never <laughs> I've only done a, uh, a Europe tour yeah I yeah. did it with a couple of my friends from In Good Company shout out to them hey shout out to the yeah, family yeah, yeah yeah they I went to Europe with them nice um, I went to Barcelona and Berlin wow. how was that that was dope yeah. I was like wow Barcelona's <laughs> like a, a sexy romantic city especially yeah. at night I ne- again I've never been I was like this is sexy yeah, the lighting wow. and everything yeah and I performed <laughs> in the hotel the um, what is it the Soho House Hotel it was really dope mm-hmm. like let me tell you the story so I walked in <laughs> And I'm walking in with my bags. Yeah. And I'm, I'm with J-Cast. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden, they're just like, they're like, oh, hey, Devin. I don't even know these people. They're like, hi, Devin. Hey, welcome in. Um, So <laughs> we have your room. We have this ready for you. And like, they already knew who I was when I walked in. Mm-hmm. So I'm over here fake thinking, oh, I'm Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> so I walk in. I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, fuck. It's yeah. getting, it's, oh, God. Right this way. <laughs> right. The, they did. They're like, right this way. We're going <laughs> to, could you send Devin to hit the hotel room? <laughs> I'm just like, oh God. Yeah. <laughs> so, but they did, and they had they the when I performed that night, mm-hmm. the everybody that was there knew who I was as well. Like mm-hmm. even the people that were there that that attended, and, and there was a random fan again. Yeah. yeah, who was there? He was like, I'm such a fan of you, and I've listened to your stuff on Selection Radio and from Selection, and I just came out to see you because I saw that you were performing here. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Lord, I'm in Barcelona <laughs> and you, you're you here mm. and you came to the hotel to come see me. Wow. And so it, it inspired me. It was like, wow, this is this is touching. It's special. Yeah. And people knew who I was because I was also in the app as well. Mm-hmm. In the Ludlow House. Not Ludlow, but the Soho House app. Yeah. And it was really dope. And I went to my hotel room and they were serving drinks at my door. So there, the lady was like, "Devin, what can I get you?" And I was just like, uh, "Something with tequila." She was like, "Okay, I got you." That's right. So she put pepper. She made like there was like a pepper, like a red pepper in the drink, so made it added like a bit of a kick, like like they spiked it. I was like, "Oh snap, this is good." This is different. This is different. I was like, "I'm in Barcelona." The weather was great, but I had fun. And then um, Berlin is my other favorite uh, place as well. I would love to go visit there for like at least two months or so. I've never been. What's it like there? Berlin is huge on like they're really huge on music. Yeah. Um, 
it's it's at night it's quiet mm. but there's always a party going on mm. in areas that you didn't ex- that you don't even expect you know yeah. Yeah, yeah. i think kendrick lamar was performing in berlin that night what? when i performed and yeah. then they had an after party somewhere in like uh-huh. this club mind you there's it's it looks like nobody was really outside well, yeah. then when you walk into the club it is packed as fuck like it was <laughs> popping like we were in the basement like it was really dope yeah but the berlin um when i performed at the uh the soho house in berlin it mm-hmm. was really dope mm-hmm. it was really cool people actually were vibing they're huge on music they're really cool mm-hmm. the owner there was really dope like the one that was running the whole music scene there in soho house he was really cool very sweet guy mm-hmm. he was making sure i was like kept up to date with everything he was making sure i was okay with what i had and it was just really dope i was mm-hmm. like wow i want to come back here and perform special yeah it was really dope uh again shout out to j cats like he's mm-hmm. the one that kind of helped set that up Definitely. along with the uh, soup so it was really really cool that's awesome right so i I want to go again. I want to go back to Berlin. I want to like perform there, but I want to perform at like the uh, huge stage there or something. Yeah, definitely. Because they love the music. Yeah. Like I performed my music and they loved it. Like mm. after I performed, these two uh, uh, models were there and they were just like, "So where is the next party?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, there, and they're, I'm looking up at them like, uh, I don't even know, but. We can go to the after party. Yeah, you got weird. <laughs> so it was just like I was like, wow. Yeah. So it was yeah, just definitely. It was just different. Yeah. I was just like, wow. I Feels good to back. be appreciated. Yeah, it does. <laughs> so I was like, I need to come back here. Definitely. But man. yeah, the story. Was, That's what's up, man. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and I, I just can tell like, I, I really feel like you're a, a real musician in that like you really shine live. Like live is where like people can really experience and connect with you and your work and just in, in regards to you as a singer and as just really a master craftsman as a singer like it just it just really shines live thank you thank absolutely you. man so like i can definitely say this tour is going to be a smash you know? <laughs> I, can, I can say that for sure like i feel like it's going to be a lot of fun i was a bit nervous because i was just like again i've never done a tour like this before nah, i'm looking forward to seeing how just people react just to i am too you know, i'm just, just over here like oh yeah <laughs> this is gonna be cool it's gonna be lit bro yeah, yeah i think so. i'm doing like six or seven songs nice nice um and i have a song with sango hey. but it's not gonna be released yet okay but i i, I need to talk to him and be like so uh yeah, can i perform this song <laughs> nah yeah, it's gonna be special I, man. yeah because i know be he's on the tour i think he's yeah. on two days on the tour or three okay. so i i texted him earlier today actually and i was just like so <laughs> about that yeah so are we gonna perform this or can i like can you play this during right, the tour right. i don't have to come there. out during your set <laughs> i can just be in the back like Seeing people like react just dancing, yeah, yeah, just see people yeah. react, and I, I, that's what I want to do. I want him to like play it, and then mm-hmm. other DJs will play it at other events. And if, if I'm not there, yeah, because yeah. this is a dope song. I can't wait to hear it. It's I'm so like cool. already like like imagining how it sounds, just knowing how your music is and know how his music is. I can already it's, like it's crazy. Oh, it man. was him. I think him and Esther did it together. Nice. Oh, Esther added his flavor on it, and then single added his flavor, and then I have songs with uh, this producer by the name of Rio, mm-hmm. and then Raj Rio. He did. Uh, production for Beyonce. He did the tour for Beyonce. You know the graphics for Beyonce. Of course. He did all of those. Wow. So oh, he's wow, really wow. dope, and he had a team of people that help him do it. And he's Rio is dope, and he's also a great producer. Yeah. You know Britney Bosco? Of course. Yeah, he produced yeah. some of her stuff. He oh, did you her, her boy album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He did. Uh, I think he did the the single from that album where he did uh, the other song. But he they done music together. Amazing. And I love Britney Bosco. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> I'm like, I love you, girl. Definitely, man. So yeah, Definitely. that's so, awesome, man. 
Wow, like, I'm, I'm like really excited about what the future holds for you, man. It's just like nothing but, but blessings, nothing but, but good energy and yeah. just support to you and everything that you're involved in, man, really. So once again, I just want to thank you for being on the podcast, The Open Canvas. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I'm Taj Alexander. This is Devin Tracy, and we're out. Thank you. Thank you. To find out more about The Open Canvas, hit up our website, theopencanvas.com. Also stay tuned to our Instagram at the Open Canvas. And for any questions or inquiries, hit up my email, Taj T-A-J, dot, opencanvas at gmail.com. This has been the Open Canvas, produced by Taj Alexander.